Hello, welcome. We were supposed to play tonight at the Danforth Music Hall here in Toronto. We played last night, uh, obviously because of COVID-19, coronavirus uh, show is postponed till June 26th. So uh, instead we have decided we are going to play a show to nobody. Maybe can we swirl the camera around and show this, uh, just a handful of people here. Um, social distancing is being practiced here. So we figured, why not play an empty show? We have all our gear here anyways. We're going to do a handful of songs. Uh, thank you for watching. Wash your hands. Wash your hands and cancel your plans. All right, that was Dan Megan, who is standing on the line. He is a uh, Toronto-based musician. They were supposed to play at the Danforth Music Hall. Before we get to Dan, I just really want to touch on breaking news here. If we could, uh, Trump has announced the border closed to non-essential travel. So a lot of people were scratching their heads on Monday when Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said, yeah, we're closing uh, our borders. Unless you're Canadian, uh, you can't come in. Oh, wait, uh, if you're Americans, you can still come across the border. Uh, Canada and the U.S. have been working on finalizing a deal um, to close their shared border to non-essential travel. It's an extraordinary measure designed to slow the spread of COVID-19. And apparently, Trump said this was by mutual consent. So we'll get more details on that. But this story and our life continues to evolve and change minute by minute. So I appreciate you being here as all of this goes down and, down. and Dan Mangan joins the show right now. Dan, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for being here. So you're in self-isolation. I, I just wanted to break that news about the fact uh, that the border had been shut down between the states and Canada because that had been something that people were confused about since they, they're, you know, a bit of a hot spot right now. At least they have two big hot zones in, in Washington and New York. But uh, let's let's get to the, the uh, story about, you know, how Toronto, it's such a music city, uh, you know, we're a sports town now, too. And we love getting out and about and, and seeing our live events. So you were supposed to play at the Danforth Music Hall, and we heard your introduction there. Um, it was canceled on Friday, but you guys decided to go on with the show anyways and record the whole show. What did it feel like playing to an audience of absolutely no one in a very big venue? It was pretty weird. I, I have, it was almost like playing like a really um, meaningful sound check or something like that. Um, <laughs> And, you know, we had played on um, uh, what was it? What, Thursday night, we had played. And, uh, you know, even like the air and the sort of feeling and the sort of, you know, cultural understanding of, of, you know, just how intense we need to take it on Thursday was different to Friday morning. And on Friday morning, they sent out that, you know, 250-person gathering thing. Um and so, you know, it was just sort of like, okay, a Thursday we kind of got in just under the wire, and on Friday we were like, you know, we can't do this. Um, and just, you know, the, the, I have to give credit to to the band. It was actually my, my drummer, Don Kerr, who suggested let's just play anyways. And um, so they pulled together a crew. I was produced by this guy, Craig Small, who actually designed some of our lighting rig and stuff. And just amazing people. Nobody, you know, sort of, I don't know. It was amazing how like everyone just sort of joined forces and said, yes, obviously this is how we're spending our day. And, um, you know, it was, it was a moment where we kind of got caught up or swept in, in the sort of what was happening and just trying to make lemons, uh, lemonade out of the lemons, I should say. I, it was, 
And I think at the time I didn't realize how important it was that we were doing it. I thought, oh, okay, well, we'll put this up and a few people will care and whatever. And then we actually didn't broadcast until Monday night. That's, you know, it took time to edit it, et cetera. And um, the actual broadcasting of it, I, I went online with YouTube and sort of chatted alongside everybody and did a play-by-play of what was happening. And I, I couldn't believe how emotional the whole thing made me. And it was sort of like the feeling that you get at the end of a show um, it it still happened. It just took several days of, of lapse time in between. So, Dan, you rolled this uh, live or, or, you know, uh, the concert. You you put out a, a time that it would be on uh, at YouTube and then you um, launched it then. Is that how it worked? And so you could watch it with the audience? That's right. And so now it's just like a regular YouTube video. Anybody can go and watch it now. And, and it's I think it's about 25 minutes long. Um, and yeah. you, if you want, you can actually like live, you can see the chat as it's happening. You can kind of play the chat beside the video of, of when everybody was logged on watching it together. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. It, it, it speaks to how demanding it, life is now for um, artists, you know, let's talk about social media and how it's changed things for artists and how you even have to be accessible when you're not, you know, sometimes it used to be the, the case of you play a live show and then maybe there'd be some people allowed backstage. But some of us that were real music fans, I remember being at Ryerson one time and waiting at the stage doors uh, for of Massey Hall for some, you know, artists to come out after their show just so you get a glimpse or talk to, you know, your favorite yeah. artists. What's it like now? Is there a lot of pressure on artists to be accessible all the time for fans? I think, yeah, it, it goes both ways. I think it's it's like, you know, at this point, we have this access point into all these people's lives who previously seemed very private. Um, but then on the other hand, because there's so much access to everything all the time, uh, people who used to maybe be more private are, are actively putting themselves online for the purpose of, you know, trying to be known. And, and artists are constantly putting their lives online, um, you know, and, and trying to build an audience. This really speaks to how uh, important it is to, you know, the show must go on. But what do you think that show did for people in self-isolation? Like, how important was it? Well, I underestimated, you know, just just the impact that it would have, really. I, I, um, the outpour of support, I, I had put up, like, a, a link on the YouTube page that people who wanted to donate to the band and the crew who are going to be out of gigs, you know, for the foreseeable future. Um, and, you know, just the unbelievable amount of, like, messages and direct messages and comments and tweets and everything. Um, and feeling like a very heartfelt element to it. I think that it was, like, the, the general sentiment was, thank you, I needed this right now. And I'm very, very careful about being, like, you know, overly precious about the need of art in, in life. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, it is the joie de vivre, you know, like there is something about how it allows us to feel less alone. It's and, about escape uh, as well, right? Totally. It's- and just, you know, I, I think I have this whole philosophy about smoke signals and how any creative act is like a smoke signal. And you send that in the air and you say, I don't know how you guys feel, but this is how I feel. And then when that smoke signal is seen, you know, it could be a mile away or a, a thousand miles away. Um, both the sender and the receiver feel sort of less existentially alone for having been a part of this this communication. And I think that now more than ever, as we self-isolate, et cetera, um, you know, we're really, we're really seeking that at every turn. 
Yeah, and I think it's an important thing you did. If people want to see that concert again, just feel a little bit closer to, uh, you know, uh, not being so lonely, where do they go? Uh, all of my social media, it's posted on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram uh, at Dan Mangan Music, M-A-N-G-A-N Music. Uh, and uh, it's up there It's if people want to watch it. And, uh, yeah, I'm just uh, very thankful that... <laughs> the smoke signal was seen and I, I'll probably do some more live streaming over the coming weeks and months as Excellent. well, just a regular thing. I think, you know, this is going to be a, a template that other artists will start to follow. Dan, I appreciate your time. Stay well. My, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. As, as you say, wash your hands, wash your hands.